everybody and welcome to episode 58 of the Lion of the Enna Suite podcast. The Love Pod is back with the long haul now. We've had a couple during the off-season, but now every week we kind of will commit ourselves to, but we won't promise to it. But as much as we can, as much as we have time to, because we are living people with lives, we will be bringing a Love Pod every week and... As I'm sure you know, my name is Dan Murphy, and joining me today is two lovely, lovely guests. First of all, is Mr. Johnny Ecclesley. How are you doing, Johnny, the new media officer of Bolton? Hashtag will be. I don't think so, mate. Well, that's that's yet to be uh, yet to be decided. But I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. How are you? I'm alright, mate. I've, I'm a bit stiff in the upper areas of my body because I've been getting back in the swing of things. I've been doing a bit of golf. <laughs> I'm glad you said, I'm glad you ended with the upper areas of your body, fucking hell, well, the pod, podcast could have taken a very dark turn early on there. Quite literally, the love pod, if you want to know what I'm saying. Now, I've been been playing a bit of golf last week or so, and fuck me, I don't use their muscles very much. I'm aching as fuck. And also, joining us this evening, as ever, it's the three musketeers, the, the, the trio, the lovely trio, three is the magic number, it is, of course, Tom. Tom, how's it going? You enjoying the summer? Yeah, yeah. Just come back and weather's crap. It is. It's shit, isn't it? Two weeks of like 36, 37 oh, degrees. Where have you been on your holidays? I've been to Portugal on my holidays. Oh, bloody lovely! How was it? Whereabouts in Portugal? Uh, Algarve. It was. It was beautiful. Mm. Thirty-seven degrees every day, and then come back and plenty of rain. Sounds... But there we go. Tan, tan's fading, so you wouldn't know I've, I've been away anyway. Sounds, sounds Just smashing. to stand football season. Yeah, yeah. I also missed the first match of the season on holiday. A little less exotic, I was in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Fairbourne, which is next to Barnmouth in like kind of northwest Wales. It was a very, very nice place, and it was it was a good old jolly time. Just getting pissed every night and playing shit board games, and it's it's a right laugh, a right laugh. I'll tell you what, was a right laugh as well. Bolton Wanderers actually won a game. They won the first game of the season, Johnny. And you, because you were the only one not on holiday during it, was the only one on this podcast who was actually there to witness Bolton Wanderers heroically triumph over Sheffield United, thanks to G.S. Bearing. I was there, mate, and it was an unbelievable moment. I can imagine. Why aren't you why I did. for us? Um, well, I, I, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's also a blur, really. I'm still <laughs> coming down from the, the happiness of it. Uh, no, you know what? You could a lot of people... Yeah, I didn't thank fuck for that. I was going to, but I didn't. Anyway, um, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, it was a, a tough game to start off with. The I think Sheffield, Sheffield United are favourites, aren't they, to, to win the league. So that's always a, a tough start. Um, a lot of people complained about the team sheet when it came out because he played five in midfield, one up front on his own. Um but that's what we expect, it's what we know. Everybody who's read up about what Phil Parkinson's like as a manager, he's very defensive. Um, Bradford had the the best defensive record in all four divisions at one point last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we were set up to, to contain the game. Um, probably a draw would have been a, a decent result and it probably would have been a fairer result as well because Sheffield United had plenty of chances in the first half. But we come away with three points, so very, very happy with that. Obviously. Mhm. What would you, you know, what, how would so the performance in total? Like, what was it? How did we do? Who was what, who played well? Who, who didn't? Um, you know, all the all the usual jazz we've been talking about. Yeah. This time he's doing it on your own because none of us can contribute. 
<laughs> yeah, lads, you just watch the Olympics. I'll just talk to the listeners if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Howard started in that. He was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, better than Amos. Didn't have a, yeah, a lot better. A lot better. I think I think maybe better than Amos because um, Amos isn't... Sorry, we, do, we don't know Howard to be like as calamitous or mm-hmm. poor. Has uh, as Amos has been in in recent months, so that was quite refreshing. Um, new lad at, at right back, Buxton looked very very shaky, okay. very very shaky, like lacking in match fitness. But Parkinson's admitted that I think he just played him there because he, he his hand was was forced a little bit really. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Beavers and David Wheater were outstanding. Mm-hmm. Mark Mark Beavers um, was. Was brilliant, great signing. Um, apparently played really well at Blackpool, but I know we're going to come on to that later. Moxie, okay, looked a bit rusty, but nothing particular to report. Didn't get forward as much, but I'd say that's probably because of um, the game plan. Yeah. Um, then we played Chris Taylor wide left again. Okay, got oh, taken off. Fucking, I, we, we, I imagine me and Tom have got words about Chris Taylor. Yeah, he, he was he was okay. Um, didn't see great deal of ball. Did a lot of running, but didn't really have much end product. Got taken off pretty early on in the second half. So yeah, didn't really make much of an impact on the game. Um, Prattley played pretty well actually by his standards. Few few flicks, tricks. A really good header, which was um, only stopped from going in by an outstanding save from Sheffield United keeper in the second half. Uh, and then he got injured, which is, is bad news, obviously. So we, we wish him well, even though most people hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Spearing, outstanding. I thought he was really good. Few few little niggly mistakes, giving the ball away here and there, but by and large, very good. Scored a cracking goal. Mm-hmm. Um, who else played in midfield? Josh Vella, pretty poor, to be honest. Yeah, he was a bit of a passenger last night as well, really. Uh, yeah, he was very poor. I'm not sure midfield is his best position. I think he's played it right back for too long. Yeah. And he's... Uh, he's, he's He's better off there. Um, Laurie Wilson, I'm sorry, Tom, but he's fucking dreadful on Saturday, mate. He's really bad. I think he, he was only in there as like extra defensive cover. Um, and to be fair to me, he did his job. He was just a body in the way, but he was just poor. He just can't play that far up the pitch. He just doesn't get it. Um, and then Gary Medine up front did okay. Bit of play acting as usual, mm-hmm. but... Um, not really much to report. He got taken off because he got taken off in about 70th minute because he's probably knackered because he did do a fair bit of running around and it's tough to hold the ball up against two centre-halves on your own. Yeah, it seems like that'll be uh, Parkinson's finger. Like, whoever he starts, the other will swap. Like, yeah, it seem, seems that way, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so there you go. With decent performances, but it seems like very indicative of what Parkinson's going to try and do. Hard working, solid grind out the wins etc yeah I think so um, I mean I can't think of a game where Bradford like, uh, Bradford aren't really renowned for being a free scoring team or were under Parkinson that I know of so mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think like you say we, we are just going to grind out results 1-0s and, and, and stuff like that and I'm, I'm happy with that. Mm. If that if that gets us up back into the championship I'm, I'm happy with that yeah, yeah like, I'd take anything to get us back up to the Championship really. I was thinking like when is that the longest we've held? Wonder how long, like when we last held a lead for that long. Um, you know, like over an hour, pretty much. When was the last time 
Yeah, I can't even. I can't think of a time when we when we led for that long in a game. And to be honest, Sheffield United will. If you've watched the highlights, they'll feel hard done by not scoring. Um, there was they had quite a few chances where the ball got played across the across the six yard box, and all it would take is a touch and it's in. But they just didn't take the chances, and that's that's good for us, and it's good morale. Mm-hmm. Um, it, obviously, it's, it's good for the team to to get the three points. But then we. Then we go to Blackpool and, and fuck it up, really. So, yeah. So, shall we shall we move on to it? Blackpool. There was widespread changes. Um, Amos was in. Wilson was into right back. Beaver, I think Wilson and Beavers were the, and were the only and Taylor were the only three strap players to remain in the team. And Moxie. So the rest. So Finney came in. Derek came in. Davis came in. Walker, Trotter, and Proctor. Well, Davis, Trotter, and Proctor all played on Saturday. Mm. Oh, I meant Stein. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, when they came off the um, when they came off the bench, Proctor was decent. You can tell he's not quite sharp enough yet, but he was good. Held the ball up well. Um, Trotter was dreadful. Like literally, he's one of the worst players I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So bad. Gave the ball away so many times. Um, positional plays, describe, especially from where I sit. Um, at the Macron by East Upper you can obviously you can see the whole game it's easier to look at it from like a high angle like that and he's just positional plays so poor like it doesn't even doesn't mark the space doesn't mark a man just kind of wanders around mm-hmm. uh, and Matt Davis he was okay but he played he, he came on for Chris Taylor and played like wide left Yeah, and he, he's like he's useless out there really because he he can't impact the game because um, we've got so many men in midfield if he if he carries the ball inside he ends up missing like two midfielders and takes our own players out of the game. Mm. So it's a bit weird. Well, but anyway, we, sorry, mate. Shall we on. delve into it, Tom? Where do we start? Where do we start? I don't I don't quite know how I feel about yesterday. It's so. weird, isn't it? Because I still do not know how we fucking lost it. Yeah, it's very strange. There were some good performances. There were some appalling ones. There was some, we, we knocked it, the ball around really nice at points. We should have been falling a lot before they scored their first which we'll get onto, and it's just, it was such a weird game, like, so, the first half was quite a, quite a slow going affair, we were, we easily had the better of it, but, you know, Blackpool weren't out of the game, I wouldn't say, it was fairly, it was just, we were on top, but nothing, you couldn't tell that Blackpool were a League 2 team, shall we say, and then, right before our time, Proctor, a great ball from Trotter, who was playing well, ghosted in, Proctor and um, he nodded past the keeper and then we thought right perfect time to score for our time <coughs> this will kill the game off we can go on to the second half and really score a few goals and it looked like that was what was going to happen like we came out the traps fly in the second half and I, I, apart from one free kick which um, was well saved I don't think they had a shot on target until this like a shot even until they scored and like I said we should have scored. At least, like Matt Davis should have been on that trick. Two, on two occasions, he went clean for one goal, and the angle might have been slightly tight, granted. But he should have. It's good. Two occasions, he was clean through. Could have just shot and probably scored. Instead, tried to pass it across, and he was even an awful pass. Or oh, the player he passed it to was just hounded out by about eight defenders, and then the ball was cleared. And we should have had a penalty when I think was the I want to say Trotters. After a good move, the ball came to Trotter, who um, lashed it goalwards, and it came off a hand quite clearly, and we weren't given. So it was such a peculiar game, wasn't it, Tom? Yeah, but it was 
there was periods of the game where we were all over them. Oh, we Def- were- definitely the first hour. I mean, the first half, you said before they didn't look like a League Two team. They looked like a pub team in the first half. Blackpool were absolutely terrible. Yeah. And the back, the back four, whenever they got it, it was either finding touch or it was going all the way back to Amos. They didn't try and play any football whatsoever. Second half, mm-hmm. they came out and, and they played OK, but I think maybe we sat back a bit. Um, it's mad how you can have to come two completely different fucking viewpoints, isn't it? I, 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 I did think in the first half that they were they were terrible. Like they I wouldn't say, yeah, I won't say they were playing anything nice or anything, but they weren't. They didn't look like they were getting battered. If you get what I mean, they weren't exactly. Like they, they, no. Their only chances were coming from like sloppy Bolton, like miscommunications and nervousness and stuff. Yeah, I think the the thing with the the way we played, you know, you can say that maybe we didn't. Um, we pl- we played well, but we weren't playing through them. We were playing in front of them, and I mean, our passing was full back to Derek, Derek to full back, and it was it was a lot of back and forth. Uh, everything that went forward um, tended to be longer and in the air to Proctor, mm-hmm. so we didn't really play through them until the second half. And then, like you said, Mark Davis created some chances, and he's always been guilty of overplaying, and I think he's. Uh, when I think back to the brilliant goals we scored under Owen Coyle, he was always involved. One of them was Blackpool at home in the uh, mm. in the Premier League, where it was you know one touch passing and stroked into the back of the net. And like you said, there was two occasions where when he was playing out on the left and he got in behind the fullback or in behind the centre half, he should just be having a go, even if it is yep. at the front post. He should be he should be shooting it was quite there. Embarrassing, actually, the, he had the armband on. He was not taking any responsibility in the slightest. Um, I just think that's the sort of player he is. It was annoying though because he was doing everything with no Matt Davis to be. Just he was ripping that defence into shreds, getting into these areas, and then he should have been shooting or at least putting the doing the better passes. So the second one, he played the ball behind Walker. It's like just fucking shoot, man. You, we need to get another just to daylight. And then obviously two minutes after Davis's went through and passed it, they fucking equalised. It did the one thing that was clear from. A Mark Davis perspective last night was that he is far, far too good to be to be playing in a competition like that. Um, but is he though? Like, he's oh well yeah, good being a nice dribbler. But if you're not effective, it's, there's oh, a reason he still I'm, plays for us. I mean, he's, he's. I said in the match report today that, that you know there are shades of the of the Premier League Mark Davis. I think there'll always be that part of his game, but. It was there it was, it was two sides to his game. That on on the one hand, he was by far and away the most skillful player, the most technically gifted player on the pitch. But then on the other side of that coin, like like you've alluded to, he should have made things happen and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, you know, maybe when he got in behind and squared a couple of balls, listen, all it has to do is falter. Uh, you know, centre forward or Trotter coming in, and, and if he gets smashed in the back of the net, you're talking about what a run and pass from Mark Davis. So, on, on, on one side of things, I'm look. I was looking at Mark Davis last night and thinking, there's no way he should be playing in a tournament like that. But then on the other hand, he should have he should have ran the game far more far more than he did. Yeah, it's just I think it's just invigorative of him in recent years that like he's not. He's been at this club for far too long, and he's probably stifled his career a lot because he's just—he's got that losing. He's just a loser, isn't he? Like a lot of the ones, a lot of the ones who've been here since the Premier League and were actually playing. Well, I think Davis might be the only one, maybe Wheater. There's like losers. It's in, oh yeah, Pratley as well, of course. There's there's losers, aren't there? It's ingrained, and it's hard to get out of that stigma when you're at the same club. And I think 
if we could have afforded it, we'd have had a much bigger clear out this summer, but alas, we cannot. I think, well, Parkinson, have you seen Parkinson's post-match I've not, no. interview? He, he's critical. He, he mentioned the penalty. He said he's not sure how the rest missed it because it was blatant. It really and he also he also said, like, we, we play really nice football, but we need to know, we need to learn how to hit the trigger. Yeah. Oh, man. So many, it's not not only Davis, but so many times, I think Walker, um, Trotter, Taylor, all were fucking guilty of just not shooting when they had the perfect opportunity to. And then whenever Taylor did, it just went fucking sky high. Was Walker really bad last night? It wasn't bad, but he did, he wasn't involved that much. I thought he was actually quite tidy on the ball, and he put he's the I think he's probably the best set piece taker we have from corners and free kicks, like crossing into the box. All right, which you know a left footer and you know someone who can actually get a corner and beat the first man because Chris Taylor cannot. Um, he's got a long way to go, so Walker. He does, he absolutely does, but I feel he like still, he's definitely he's our still, best set piece deliverer at this point. In time. He still plays. In inverted commas, very young. He's he's still playing a a, a young style of play. Um, How do you mean, like doing too much in, at the wrong time? So oh right. There was yeah. one. There was one occasion when he was playing out on the right wing where um, he tried to step over and then with the outside of his boot tried to lay it off to um, Wilson and fell over the ball when when a two yard pass had done the trick. Mm-hmm. Um, he's quick. He's got a cracking left foot. And all he needs to be doing is, especially against defenders of that quality, hit the line, just hit the byline. Well, if it's on the right, he can't yeah. do the can he? He needs to be played on the left. That's fair enough, because they were swapping, weren't they? they you well, know, they did they, in the they, second they, half, I think. The sooner, the sooner Parkey realises fucking inverted wingers are just a no-go, the better. I just I just think with, with, with the pace that he's got and the left foot that he's got... Just get just run at fullbacks because Chris Taylor isn't going to do that job. Chris Taylor, I don't think I'm going to see him take a man on all season. No. He doesn't look like that type of midfielder. But when you've when you've got it like pace, like Tom Walker, just take a five six Ooh. yard touch, get past your fullback, and get across. And it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. I th- you have to do that as well when you're playing one man up front, a big target man. Yeah. You have to hit the byline and get the ball yeah, across. And a, a, yeah. a, a player that will miss this season if you're doing that is Feeney. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, yeah. Like he he would have been perfect for Proctor and Medine because he, he's yeah he, and Medine. Well, Medine couldn't finish fuck all last season. I doubt he will be able to this season. This season, but Proctor, he definitely he definitely will be able to. And I agree with what you're saying there, Tom. And that's why someone like Woolery should probably be played out mm. wide because because he, he's got a turn of pace. Yeah, the only player in this squad who has any real pace about him, and we'll come on to Wallery, no doubt. But yeah, the sooner inverted wingers are binned, the better for all of us. Well, Tom, and of course, Johnny, you can chip in when you want. Shall we run through the players and give our thoughts on each? And, you know, we'll yeah. talk Lee, we'll talk littlely about the ones we've already talked about. Ben yeah. Amos. I've not really seen the replays of the goals. I only saw the second and the fourth, clearly. What do you think of his performance? I thought, like I said, he was completely solid until he scored and he dealt with everything. He didn't spill anything. He was calm in the air, caught out everything that came near him. Do you think yeah. any of the goals were his, particularly his fault? I I need to look at the um, third goal again, but I think he's he's come out too soon um, because, I mean, the Trotter and Vela pressed the same man, snuck through, but then for that cutback... Should not be as e- you know as easy as it was because it was an empty goal for that tap in for the third goal. So okay. I want I want to look at that again because he he might have come out too soon. Mm-hmm. 
the last one's a lovely finish. Oh, it was to a be brilliant honest, finish. Yeah, it was great. It was, it, to be honest, you know, it's a counter-attack. We've left numbers at the back because obviously Beavers has gone forward to um, to join the attack. So he can't really do much about that. Second one, um, I suppose it was a bit scrappy, wasn't it? Well, it, First was, it was just like a, he smashed it into the roof at net from the four yards out. There's not much he could have done about it, really. Bad yeah. I think it was Beavers who lost his man, actually. In, in terms of looking at Amos, I think I want to look at the third goal again. But apart from that, um, his distribution was good. Mm. Came out and claimed a couple of crosses. And it's, by all accounts, it seems like Mark Howard had a good game at the weekend. So, um, good competition. Yeah, it might be good. Laurie Wilson, your boy, Tom. He had a mixed afternoon, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did. He got forward a lot, but... You know, when we have a, you know, it's Taylor and Wilson isn't the most paciest of sides, which meant whenever Wilson got forward, he could not get back, and we was often quite exposed on that area. Um, what do you think? I thought he's. I, I imagine Buxton will be the starting right back, shall we say? He saw he saw a lot of the ball. I mean, I think he saw more of the ball I than right. any other player on the pitch. Have yeah. got? Um, with Chris Taylor playing on the right, he needed to bump forward because Chris Taylor was picking the ball up in front of his fullback, and there was no there was no thought of taking him on. No, he, he never considered taking his fullback on. And Wilson, the only off- bit of skill he could do was that when, like on FIFA, when you use the right analog stick to like nudge past the player. That's all, and you're going in a completely different direction. That's all. Literally, literally, just kick it and run. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> but not even yeah. that fast. He's the least. Well, we'll, we'll get on to Taylor, but yeah, continue, Tom. I think well, going forward, he put Wilson put some good crosses into the box, but also when he was overlapping, it was the only chance Taylor was getting of getting a cross into the box because yeah. he was he was opening up some space for him. But like you said, it was it was a shaky one, um, and those two together on the right wing, absolutely not going. It? Yeah, not not good. Yeah, I thought Wilson, like I said, mixed. I've got him for a four in my ratings. That might get much to a five, but he was he felt shaky on the ball in his own half like going forward like I said he he ran all afternoon and I'd suppose did yeah, probably saw most of the ball than anyone else but he's just shaky at that back and he left and he was you know he often left that right side exposed Finney Alex Finney I thought he had a very strong game the young lad what did you think Tom? Really impressed mm. really impressed I mean um, there yeah, was a I need to see the goals again because yeah. but he I was mean, very capable yeah, there was um, when Jamil Matt had started the game. He's a bit of a target man. He, he's a big lad, and they went shoulder to shoulder um, early doors, and Finney just brushed him off, and the ball trickled back to Amos. And then, mm. you know, he, he did the simple things well when the ball came, and he didn't know what was behind him. He put it out of play. Yeah. Looked comfortable on the ball. Yeah, I was really pleased with him. Really my, pleased. I think my worry is he just looks capable of a brain fart. I think he sliced one clearance early in the game. He just sees, yeah, I think yeah. there's one back header, which was a bit of a touch and go moment. Like he, I feel like he's good, but I, I can see him having like making mistakes that make him look shitter. And I, I, I think mean? this will be, I think this will be a big season for Finney. Mm. Is that probably third choice centre back? Really, isn't he? I think. Yeah, he spent enough time training with, um, with the first team to know what it's like in and around that area, and he's kind of just waiting for his, his chance now so I hope he gets it because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, yeah. he probably deserves it yeah he was he was quite good um, Mark Beavers I don't think we need to talk much about him it is clear that he's been a great signing just a leader mm. uh, 
strong and able centre-back. Actually surprisingly pacey for his height, left-footed, which is always good. Very impressed by him, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I heard good things about him from, from Saturday, so I was looking forward to watching him. So I was quite pleased to see his name on the team sheet. But, yeah, I was, I was really, really pleased. I mean, he's... Um, he, I put, like I said, I put in the Man of the Match report today, he looks like an upgrade to Wheater. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Wheater in terms of he's, he can command in the air and he uh, organises the defence, but he's got a little bit more pace and he's got a better passing ability, I think. Yeah. There was times whenever Blackpool went long and it, and it was near Beavers, there was, there was no way they were coming out with the ball. He'd either put it out of play or he'd find Amos or he'd allow it to run out of touch. I was I was really pleased. I was really impressed with him. How did Evers and Wheater play as a pair on Saturday, Johnny? Uh, they were very good. Um, I mentioned it in my five things, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both very good. Like One would go and close down a man and one would hold the space. But not like when David goes towards the ball and leaves a massive gap in behind him. Yeah, it was more planned than that. Like the and the, the two fullbacks were tucked in as well, so there wasn't as much space, and they were just really in tune with each other. And um, Beavers is very good. They've got like a, I don't know if they did it last night. They've got like a little a little set piece routine where we get a throw in um, in the opposition's sort of fullback area. Beavers will go and stand on the front post, okay. um, and it, it kind of it pulls out the keeper. He's obviously wary of getting the ball. Can he catch it? Can he punch it? Whatever. And then so you've got the keeper sort of on his line. Then you've got a defender. Then you've got Beavers, and then you've got another defender. Then you've got the thrower. So he takes two often two centre halves out of the game. Is it a particular long throw we were doing, not just a normal? Yeah, yeah, it's either Wilson or, or Moxie can launch it, oh, can't he? We yeah. saw, saw that last year when he when he popped up with that long throw yeah, and a Medina, that volley yeah, on the turn. Kept that pipe um, for the last four years. Yeah, and they haven't done it since either. Um, but yeah, it was really good. He, he added the ball on and it fell to Prattley, who managed to cock it up and then the ball went wide. But it was, yeah, it's really good. It causes havoc in the box because he's a big lad, Beavers. He must be 6'3, 6'4. I think 6'4, yeah, but he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. And the thing is, he's tall, but he, he's not slight, but he isn't a chunk, is he? He's still got pace about him. Yeah. I like him. He's, I, I'm surprised he's not been made captain, really. But I, I imagine that'll be spearing now with Prattley's injury. And he, you know, David, like I said, David had the armband, which I'm surprised out of like Beavers. He's about. he's one of our most senior players. He's been at the club the longest out of anybody. Yeah, so yeah, he's, uh, he's not a captain, is he? He's never no, he's not. He's uh, not. Um, Moxie again, Tom. I think unless you've got anything particular to say, I think Moxie was just Moxie. He's yeah, just it was just, I was just thinking that just a Dean Moxie performance, not six good, and a half, not bad, yeah. not brilliant, not rubbish. Did his job. Got a couple of crosses in, nothing spectacular. A yeah. lot faster than Taylor. Oh, Christ, yeah. <laughs> Derek, no. Has there been any update on this? Because he went off and he's been he's had his injury problems in pre-season and we all just presumed at first that, you know, he's not fully fit, it's not going well. But then he seemed to have a bit of a spat with Parkinson on the sideline and then we've heard that um, a lot of people thought it was maybe tactical. But I didn't think that because I thought Derek was playing quite well until he's got withdrawn. So what... Has, has there been any updates on this at all? I, I, I tried to look when I was doing the match report um, and I couldn't find anything. I do know that the club's Twitter account, when he was subbed, said that he was forced off. 
Um, he didn't look injured. He wasn't hobbling. He wasn't holding, pulling up or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, when he went off, he was remonstrating, not with Parky, but with... No, oh, was it another guy? I don't know whether it was... Um, you know, another member of, of of the coaching staff, but he was remonstrating and didn't look didn't look like someone who was happy to be coming off. Absolutely not. Uh, Twenty five, thirty minutes into the game. So at that at that point, I thought it was tactical. Yeah. Uh, so. Because Derek was running play, but maybe I don't know. Maybe Parky was looking at it and thinking, "Do we need a holding midfielder against a team like this?" Maybe, um, but you don't. I don't think you do that in the first half. Well, you do, you do if you're a maverick manager and you don't and, give a fuck, which is good. Day, we clearly did need another defensive midfielder because they went and ran riot against us in the second half of extra time. So, so he, that's where he was playing, was he, Derek? It was four-one-four-one again, and Derek was the one. Um, Villa came in for him. I thought he was pretty anonymous in that role. I don't like him there in the slightest. I, I, I thought Derek was doing really well. He was intercepting again. He was spreading passes. He was covering. Importantly, he was slotting into that right back position when Wilson went wandering off. So I'm worried because if it was, if Derek is pissed and you know, he, he, I don't know, there's still transfer window left yet. I hope he doesn't go because I like him. I like his versatility. I think he's a, and I think he really could be a good defensive midfielder in that, you know, in that position between midfield and defence. He's brilliant. That? He's brilliant in that in the Campo role. He's outstanding. Yes, yeah, so it was a weird one. Yeah, do you think he was playing well, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was going to be on course for Man of the Match. Like I said, he was running the show. The only thing I can think of, if it was tactical, is that a lot of Derek's passing was from full-back to full-back. Um, mm-hmm. And if it is a tactical switch, I don't know, maybe he was bringing Vela on um, and playing Mark Davis further forward. Because we, I-, I wouldn't say that Vela sat like Derek did. No, he didn't. But that's why I don't think he was as good there, because he was... You know, when you're yeah. everywhere, you're nowhere, aren't you? It's, it's certainly, I mean, whether or not it was an injury or not, Vela did not fill the role that Absolutely Derek not. was playing. He didn't sit in front. Nobody sat in front. So if it was tactical, I don't know if he was making, you know, making the, the midfield a bit have a bit more of a, an attacking threat. I don't know. Um, but he, he was playing really well, apart from that terrible effort that hit Rosehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from he played quite well. Yeah, I hope this isn't, a, you know, a sign of the end for him, because I thought, he was playing really well in that position. Um, Tom Walker, as we said, it's nice to see him finally getting some game time. Still needs more, still needs to improve, obviously. But I think, like I said, I think he's our best like set piece deliverer. Maybe Clough can rival him. But yeah, it just needs to decision making needs improving, doesn't it, Tom? Yeah, he's got a long way to go. But I mean, there was these flashes there in terms of his pace and his ability to put a ball into the box and like you said from corners and free kicks as well I, I do think it, he'll play his part this season but he, he's still got a long way to go mm-hmm. Liam Trotter mixed one this because he's still the most immobile footballer I've ever seen but on the edge of the box he's so good at just one touch passing like laying it off yeah. for people he's so like very good aware very aware of who's around him I, I, he's, he's like one of the players who the more he's, more he's on the ball, the worse he becomes. Like he just starts to trip over his own feet and over the ball, and it all goes to shit. But I feel like if he has to make a split decision, like a shot first time, a pass first time, and running into the area, I think he's well. He was pretty good against Blackpool. Yeah, and he played. He played really closely to Mark Davis as well, mm. and obviously Davis loved that one touch passing. And exactly, Davis yeah, was the really well. Yeah, he was the person that tended to benefit, like you said, on the edge of the box, Trotter flicking on. I thought, to be honest, as far as what I've seen from Trotter, this was one of his better games. Yeah, 
which is worrying because it's against Blackpool. But it it stands in good stead because I think Trotter, you know, Johnny Byrated, Byrated, whatever the word is, Byrated, whatever it is, him for the Sheffield United showing. He was really gyrating is when you yeah, you rub you on somebody else. Yeah, so it's, not, it's definitely not that. I'm one. Hoping Johnny's not gyrated on Liam Trotter. Um, no, I, I, I haven't. <laughs> not that I can remember. Anyway, it must have been a wild night if I have. <laughs> but, yeah, it was good. Really nice one-touch passing. Very aware thing. He should have had at least one. He probably would have scored if, he, if his effort wasn't handballed. And yeah, I, I don't think hundred. I don't think he's built for hundred and twenty minutes though. Um, yeah, he's just—he's just—I just think, like you say, he's really immobile, and he's—I mm. don't think he's a very—he's a very technically good footballer. No, but and he hasn't—and he hasn't got a footballing brain. No, so really, I think he has because he's so. Like I said, then on the edge of the box, he was very like aware of where Davis always was and always mm, played. Was he though? I, I think, think his position is behind a striker or like on the edge of the box type area, and he's been bogged down at Bolton for always having to play like defensive midfield where he isn't that good because he is immobile and stuff. Yeah, because I don't even know his position. Someone came up to me in the street and said, "Excuse me, what's Liam Trotter's best position?" Well, I'd when say he was playing for Millwall. He was attacking midfielder, and that's where he's really good. And I was happy when we first signed him. But uh, he needs—he's one of them. He really needs a position to be found, and needs to be stuck there and have some consistency. But probably never will. Like, like we talked a lot about Davis. I thought it was literally really good with. On my ratings, I put one slash eight because he went from amazing to just utter shite, literally by the click of the fingers. So, quite frustrating. Chris Taylor, he's going to invoke Liam Feeney level fume this year. I can you can already tell he's, he's, he's going to make you miss Liam Feeney. Yeah, he, he he's the least looking he's the least looking football of football I've seen since Gary Taylor Fletcher. He just he yeah, he's like, very he's he very like much a fan. Yeah, he looked like an I don't even think he's. I think he's a plasterer or like yeah, a, electrician like that. Like, yeah, he's just got a very, yeah, maybe very, not got yeah, much but, muscle. Ready for He's got a very, very average job. Like, it pays the bills. He just, he just gets on with his life. You know, he gets a he gets a meal deal every day for his lunch. It's the same thing. He takes the kids to school. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. an average guy. He doesn't want any trouble from anybody. He's probably got a dog. Yeah. Like you know, he's just Mr. Average. Yeah. And yeah. But his performance, performance wasn't average. No, it was definitely below. He can't beat the first man from across, at least on this evidence. He's slow. He can't really beat a man. He's ponderous on the ball. This is not. Uh, I hope to hope that Parker has some tricks up his sleeve in terms of wingers and strikers from the long market or something because we need some pace and a bit of skill in this team pronto Tom what did you make of uh, Chrissy Taylor I, I don't think I'm going to like him <laughs> I, I always um, I always used to fall back with Feeney on the the viewpoint that he tries and you can't ever question his commitment but with with Taylor I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I think Taylor I'm, tries he's just so slow it doesn't look like he's yeah. trying yeah, I mean, Matt Taylor used to do a good impression of running through treacle, but Chris Ta- Chris Taylor just takes the biscuit with this. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 he runs by doing the dad walk that Peter Kay popularised. Oh, it's just, I, I'm not, I'm not impressed. But yeah. I, I'm hope, I hope that you know this was just a one-off and that we see better from him. On on the plus side, if there is one, um, Kane Woolery looked much more threatening. We'll get to him. Don't you when worry. he. Came. 
So, you know, that might open up some space in the squad for him. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there, don't you worry. Um, Jamie Proctor, I was very impressed with our Jamie. He didn't have much of a first half because nothing came to him apart from his very well-taken goal. And then he just, you know, ran about, won the ball, was, you know, practically won every header, brought in those one piece of play in the first half, which I think this led to the where we should have had the handball, if I'm not mistaken, where a long ball was kicked up to him and there was two defenders on Proctor. He headed it up and then brought it down in his chest, beat them both, ran like into the middle, passed it out to Wilson or Taylor or something, and then the ball eventually made its way to Taylor who not to Trotter, sorry, who had the shot and it was handballed. Am I, am I right in thinking that? Yeah, yeah, and that was a, that was a lovely. Oh, it's beautiful piece of old up play. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I, I, I'm excited for Pat. I think he's the type of he's definitely the type of striker that. Yeah, he's thing he needs. Parkinson needs. He's good. What I liked about him on Saturday, he didn't really have much of a much of a chance to get into the game because he only had like fifteen twenty minutes. But rather than Medine, who when he knows he's not going to get the ball or when he knows he's lost it, he'll like flail around and his arms go up and he, he goes to the floor and expects a free kick. Mm. With Proctor, he when he knows he's not going to get it, he knows he's got a fight on his hands and he, yeah. he tries to win it back. Now, I don't know if that's because it's his first game at home, or first game of the season, whatever, but you, you'll be able to tell me if he did that last night as well. He, he really he really yeah. tries to win the ball. Yeah, I was just about to say, you can definitely tell he's a fighter. He like... Whenever I think there's a pause in the first half when he got the ball and he's like just direct with it. When he's at his feet, he'll run towards goal and he's very difficult to shrug off the ball. My only, I think my only real complaint is that when the handball happened, the ball landed quite close to him. Instead of trying to get it, he started screaming to the referee for it and right. played to the whistle. And it, I know that's not it's not it's not a complaint against him as a footballer. It's a complaint of just you know footballers just fucking play to the whistle. What did you think of him, Tom? Really impressed. Like I was looking at Beavers, thinking he's an upgrade from Wheater, and Proctor looks like a like an upgrade from Medine. He's the same sort of player in terms of he's a target man, but he does so much more. I mean, Johnny, you, when you were talking about the the game on Saturday, there was a pass back in the second half to the, to their goalkeeper, and where Medine was, you know, make the the run almost for the cameras where you where you do a half jog and let the keeper clear it. Proctor went out in full speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And and nearly he oh, slid. Yeah, yeah, nearly what? I remember that. Yeah. I so thought good. when he when he did that, I thought he's gonna fucking do him here. Like you know and you you know and you remember on like FIFA two thousand and two when you could slide tackle the keeper. <laughs> yeah, you get sent off time. Yeah, I thought he's gonna have him here because he was going out in full tilt. I know what you mean and he, yeah he, yeah I agree with you there Tom. I like him. Uh, he, he definitely looked offside for his header, and he had a big look across the line back yeah, to the line. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, maybe that's why he goes to. Yeah, he had a big look, but he looks um, stronger than Medine. He looks better in the air. He he brought the ball down well. Sports uh, committed, I think, and probably. Yeah, I, I, I was I was really impressed. A bit more pacier as well, too. Yeah, I, I'd like to see somebody with a bit of pace up there with him. Well. We'll get there. We'll get there. Next up, Josh Vella. Like I said, he came into that Derek position, didn't do it as well, and was just a puff of smoke. Really, he was he was everywhere, but you couldn't really notice him. You know, he's like peroxide or whatever that poison is that kills you when you can't see it. Monoxide, carbon monoxide. That's it. Not peroxide. That's what Lionel Messi's got on his head. No, that's on. He's everywhere, but you can't see him. And yeah, what do you think, Tom? Yeah, I agree. He just um, 
I love watching Josh Vela play. I love him, and I think we all want him to succeed. You know, when you watch him play, you know he's been taught how to play the game well. Like he, he's he's a classy footballer, but it just I don't know. He's, there are parts of his game that are lacking. Um, he did the basics, like mm-hmm. like 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 you like you were saying, anonymous. Yeah, I feel like he's not a defensive midfielder. Shouldn't be. He just want I either want him to play in right back. So we actually have a bit of bit of something, you know, a bit of pace, a bit of actual a ball ability there. Or we get him in the midfield position where Trotter and Davis were and get him further up the pitch where he can use his ball ability. But again, I think there's an article going up tomorrow called What Do You Do With a Problem Like Josh Feller? And it's interesting to look at it because like, he's been in the team for three, two and a half years now and he's still not really got a position. It is quite worrying. No, I, I think I agree. I think well, I've said it time and time again. Right fullback is his best position for me. He just he's had his best he's had his best games there for us. Um, and what I do like about him is he is you can interchange him. It seems in a game, um, and yeah, he's he's only uh, which is is good. Like I think he played at right fullback against Charlton away. Yeah, you're right. He, last season because I I went to that game and. It was on a Tuesday night, and then he moved. Someone got injured, and he moved to uh, like defensive midfield, and the ball dropped out, and he scored because it was two all at our time. He scored an absolute pile driver from like twenty five yards. Great goal, and then I think he went back to right back in the in the second half. So like he can move around, and he's he's got it in his locker. But I don't know what what's happened to him over summer because he he has been an absolute passenger by the sounds of it in the Blackpool game, and he hundred percent was against. Um, Against Sheffield United, so it's sad to see. Hopefully, he can step up soon. Medine yeah. came on with twenty minutes to go, and then obviously played extra time. I didn't see anything of him really. Did you, Tom? No, no. I, I see. I seen him um, miss a header um, from about four yards, <laughs> um, and he was getting dogs abuse from from a couple of fans from behind the goal. And with Medine's um, previous for. Physicality off the pitch. They're uh, the braver lads than me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the one thing Gary Medine did for me last night was that he confirmed that Jamie Prox is a better centre forward than him. Fair player. That's good lad, Gary. Good good performance. That. So we talk about him then. The man of the hour. Too dab to be sour. <laughs> everywhere. Probably the best celebration I've seen for a Bolton player in quite some time. Just for the scenes it caused. Kane Woolery. It's annoying that his goal eventually led to just a defeat and me having to stay in Blackpool for half an hour longer. Um, but what a well-taken goal, Tom. It, I, when the ball came to him, you could see a goal was going to happen, but I was like, just chip him, chip the keeper, love the keeper. But no, it was, he took a touch, shrugged the keeper off and with such calm and composure, slotted in and it was fucking brilliant. I haven't seen it, lads. I haven't seen the video, so it's talk me so through good. it. Right. Yeah. Talk me through it. A long ball comes over. I don't know how. I don't know why. Who, I don't remember. who put the ball in? No that? idea. That... If you go on Bolton's Twitter, a... that might say. Have a guess. Ooh. Right back playmaker. Is <laughs> <laughs> it Larry? <laughs> yeah, is it a speculative long ball from right back? Oh, he just trotted it upfield because we everyone was booing them for fucking passing it along the back line. <laughs> so Wilson's twatted it up. A defender's missed it. It's bounced through. Woolery's gone through. They've gone through the back of the defence. The keeper's come out. He's taken a touch around him. The keeper's kind of ran into him. Kind of, if he had gone down, he would have got a penalty, but he didn't. He stayed up and calmly slotted it past falling goalkeepers and um, defenders even. And it was 
a great finish, and then he went right and he jumped over the advertising boardings in Wick Crowd. All players, well, a lot of the players came over, were fucking buzzing, all jumping in. Fans were all over the show. It was fucking brilliant scenes, and he dabbed, which means £100 going to a charity of his choice, thanks to good old Luke BWC on the Twitters. It was. Did he, did he, actually, did he, did he do that? Yeah, he did dab, yeah. Did he, did he dab, did he dab on demand or did he dab from memory? Like, did he do it on his own or were people like, dab, dab, dab? I think Wiz on B- Wiz BWFC, the famous guy who changes Wikipedia pages of Bolton players and then oh, yeah. him. I think he was there and he grabbed him and told him to dab and then I think he did. So oh, did he? Legend. Him. Yeah, so. That's so, good. so what's this £100 thing? Basically, Luke BWC, friend of the site, good lad. He tweeted Kane Waller at the start of the season a couple of weeks ago saying, If you score this season and dab, I'll give you I'll give hundred quid to a charity of your choice and that's basically it. And he did it. So hundred quid going to a charity. Oh brilliant cause. Um, dab for charity, lads, let's all do it. Um Yeah, Waller the only real, real pace we have on this side. I wanna see him starting and I watched him in pre season and stuff in Denmark and that and at Tranmere. I don't think he's that good really. Especially, I don't know if he is good. I don't know if he is um, good enough to play it wide, Johnny, because he seems a bit hesitant on the ball. So I don't know if he'd be the one to get on it and get crosses in. But if Parky was willing to like go to a four-four-two kind of thing, maybe or play Wuthery behind him in a four-two-three-one or something, I think Wuthery could be really effective playing off Proctor because he's got real pace and can take advantage of these knockdowns and stuff. It's a shame because I, I say that about uh, Max Clayton or Zach Clough. They could play off Proctor as well, but it looks like that's not going to be the system. No, it's and then you, then that, that begs the question, where do those lads fit in? It is, it is an interesting conundrum. I think Prattley being injured might be a blessing in disguise for people like Clough. I think Clayton will be fine because I think Clayton will play on one of the wings once. Yeah, he can play out wide, can't he? But what, where does that... Zach Clough's played out wide before and he can't he do, can't it. do not, it. He's not, think, he's not got enough think, pace. I don't think that'll stop Parkinson from playing him out there. I think we may well see Clough play outside. I think that's why he wants inverted wingers because that means they're not really wide men. They come into the middle and then it's just a mass... You know, but we don't have the full-backs for that because they're not fast enough or athletic enough or skillful enough. So it's an interesting conundrum. But Woolery... We need it. He needs to play a lot more because he's. Like I said at the minute, at this moment in time, he's the only player with a bit of pace in this team. And he's, like I said, his finish was really composed. What do you think of him in the, his minutes on the pitch, top? I um, his, his anticipation to to make that running behind the centre half because that's a, it's a terrible header from the defender trying to, you know, with the back of his head trying to knock it back to his own keeper. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't the time for that. Um, so the anticipation to to expect a poor header, I mean, he showed great pace. I mean, he made made a fool out of the goalkeeper, and then, like you said, two defenders coming sprinting into the line and just calmly slotted it home. Um, and then next minute, he's he's in with the in with the fans, isn't he? But mm. I, I like it. Oh, all, all being well, I would love to see uh, Clayton Clough and Woolery behind Proctor. I'd quite like to see yeah. how that would pan out for us. What's it like a like a four two three one? Uh, yeah, I'd imagine so. And and, and I know Woolery's more of a centre forward, but he'd probably in that out of that formation end up on the right. That's probably one of my dream dream lineups. That actually, yeah. if you come to think of it, Proctor up top on his own, then 
Clayton left, Woolery right, Clough in the middle, and then Spearing and Derek holding, and then the same back four that started on Saturday. Yeah. But as we um, it seems like Parkinson's been a lot more defensive, at least at this yeah, stage, really getting that's... this team drilled. You know, no, he might advance, you know, he's not had the players available yet to do that formation, so it might just be a, um, waiting for them to be available. But it seems like, at least for now, his formation is going to be a deep, you know, one for one, deep, deep defensive, which is fine. Very, it's very Megson. Yeah, well, I'm, Megson's probably the last good manager we had, really. So. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very, very Gary Megson. That's what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Not a bad, not a bad thing because we got results, but yeah, if it gets us going. That's all that matters, isn't it? And uh, then once we're going, we've got a bit of confidence, a bit of momentum. Then we can see if we can go a bit more attacking, open it up a bit. I think Saturday will reveal a lot when we're playing not a, you know a team. That's just been promoted from League Two. We'll see how everything goes there. Clough's back for Saturday, so but more about Wimbledon later. So that was Blackpool. We spent a long time on that. I don't know how that happened, but yeah, it's good to talk about all the players at the minute and how they are and whatnot. Season preview. The season has already started, but I was away last week, so we couldn't do a podcast then, and you know, life and whatnot. So I think we'll talk about Bolton briefly for their season, and then we'll we'll talk about the wider football in sense, what we think will happen in the big old world and whatnot, because lots of things have been happening. So Tom, what do you expect from Bolton this season? How are we going to go? We're not going to preview League One because I imagine you two, like me, know fuck all about it. So is that yeah? Tom knows loads about League One. He's the he's the, he's the quiz master. Don't forget well, <laughs> the font of all League One knowledge. Of course, of course. BBC Sport really is the great. Equaliser, isn't it? So, <laughs> Tom, what do you think this year, Bolton Wanderers? Um, a lot, a lot of a lot of people close to me are thinking we're going to win the league and looking at top two, looking at promotion, and quite confidently saying that as well. I think we've got a decent manager. He's made from what I saw last night some good additions to the squad. But my own, my only fear. And I want to see the league, you know, how we're getting on after the first 12 games or so. My only fear is that in extra time last night, what lost us the game was was mental weakness, was 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 attitude towards the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be because that's a good uh, game, because it's a league well, side. But you, you just... I know, but... You don't, you don't stop being losers as yeah, a group yeah. overnight, especially, especially when the when the group is very similar to one that finished rock bottom last year, yeah. you know, if we if we lose two on the bounce, you know, if we get beat by um, Wimbledon and, and, and Bristol Rovers, those old habits, those old, you know, uh, little pieces of paranoia come back, those insecurities are, are back again. Mm-hmm. So if we start strongly, then then we'll see how we get on. If we If we stumble early doors, then it might be a different story, but... I think we've got a decent manager. We've made some good signings, and I'm very quietly hopeful. Mm-hmm. I think you're spot on. That I think our squad, a lot of the players are losers. It's in the blood now. They've spent five years or more or less, even four or five years, losing, and it's a hard habit to get out of. And if Parkinson can arrest that quickly in the league, then we might be good. But what Wigan did when they went down, we can't afford it. But they had two players, two first-team players in the whole squad who went down from the Championship last year. They had Pierce and McCann. They were the only two players who consistently played in the first team who went relegated. Everyone else were new signs, and they won the league. Now, obviously, we can't afford a complete overhaul, however nice it would be. 
so we're gonna we're stuck with a few of the losers. So it's gonna be interesting. But we have got a good manager who's gonna make us hard to beat, at least hopefully in the league. We have made seven signings, hopefully a couple more to come. I am also quietly confident that we will go back up, but I'm not jinxing it. So we're gonna finish eighteenth. I don't I don't want us to go up, lads. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not, no, like you based based on what you've just spoken about. Really, look at look at the other teams that have have done what what we've done. Like West Ham, to a certain extent, went down, but obviously not not in any way um, as far as us. Teams like Bournemouth have come up. Southampton have been down and then Norwich. gone back up. Norwich down, back up. Burnley, to a certain extent, they're a little bit different to us though because they've never really dropped down this far. <laughs> but what what I'm getting at is that. For for our club to be able to do like what Wigan did last year, we need longer. We need to okay. sit sit in a lower division, consolidate, quietly get rid of everybody that's sort of like your Prattleys and your, your Mark Davises and your people like that, and bring in the newer, younger players, and then we can make a go for it when we're ready. I think if we go up and we get promoted to the Championship, we'll come straight, we'll, we'll come we'll come straight back down again. Mm. But and for that for that reason, I don't. I'd rather I'd rather watch us sit in League One for two or three seasons, do okay, so finishing. I don't know, playoffs. top half of the yeah playoffs or just outside whatever. Yeah, lose the playoffs. Yeah, I'd rather that for the next few seasons than us finish have a really good season this season, finish top, and then just come straight back down again because it's shit. It's shit going. Shit, it's shit. It's like Wigan this season if they are. Or um, Hull in the Premier League, like they they went through the playoffs last year, they finished the season so strongly, and then they, they're going to probably going to come back down because they've got thirteen fit players. It's just True, it's not I worth really it's not like worth some it. Glory for once and actually win something. Yeah, so would I. But I think I'd financially, ra- I'd rather, we'd rather get out as soon as possible. But I'd rather, ha- yeah, we do, and that's obviously the the aim. But as a fan and with no, my sense, right. with my sen- with my sensible head on, I'd rather have it for. Um, I'd rather have that success and that glory for an extended period of time, yeah. a la Bournemouth, than um, than have it for one season and then it all, it all gets fucked up again. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's a good point you make, actually. But I feel like if I could trust Bolton Wanderers to be able to reconsolidate and build and actually do a project and do it right and you know get us back to the top, then that would be lovely. But I do not trust Bolton Wanderers to be able to do that. So I don't know what possibly gave me that inkling. But... So do we all think we'll do well then this year, at least top half, hopefully top six? Yeah, I, I, I disagree a little bit with what Johnny said, but there we go. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like an article that Johnny should get there, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead tomorrow, Johnny. Yeah, let's do it, mate. <laughs> I've, got, I've got loads of time on my hands. Yeah, you have. You have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I um, I just a quick point on that. I think I think we'll do. I think we'll get in the playoffs this year or go up automatically, but a lot of it will depend on um, obviously how the club is behind the scenes and whether or not we get extra investment in, whether that's in the plans or, or whatever, which yeah. I'm sure it is. Because if we go back up to the Championship, we, we need to invest heavily because some of the teams in that league this year... Wolves are buying the play for £20 million. It's going to be frightening. Like you got Villa who are splashing the cash. Obviously Norwich looked out. Villa beat, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. They got they lost. I know they've lost in the uh, in the, the league cup, but still, they, they, there's some real quality in that league. Yeah, there is. Hopefully, I said Wolves spending twenty million on a player. It's getting there, there is 
there is some real quality, but remember, you know, five years ago, we were that quality. I remember going to Middlesbrough away and couldn't get an away ticket, so we were sat in the home end, and there was two Middlesbrough fans in front of us, and we brought Prattley and Lee Chung Young on, and one fan turned to the other and said, Christ, these lads have got some quality in their team. And their best player then was Scott McDonald. I mean, look at look at Borough now. You know, all you need to be... In <laughs> Victor Valdez and Alvaro Negredo. <laughs> this is what I mean. All you need to, I mean, all you need to be in the Championship is organised. Organised teams don't go down in the Championship. Organised teams like Preston come up and finish 8th, 9th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the sooner you get... You know, the sooner we get back there with a manager who, who knows what he's doing, who organises a team, like you said, hopefully with the ability to buy players, um, I think that'll, you know, bode well for us. It's all looking promising, we can only hope. Um, elsewhere in football, the Premier League is going to be fun this year, isn't it? Like, I think eight new managers, seven of seven or eight, nine, ten of them are all amazing. You know, we've got Pep Guardiola and Jose Mourinho in the same city, Jurgen Klopp just a few miles down the road Conte in the Premier League at last so many good players coming Paul Pogba obviously the biggest transfer in history probably it's all kicking off how do you think the Premier League's going to go this year Johnny? It's going to be very interesting um, the Manchester derby like the, the battle between those two clubs I was reading something today uh, United have recruited for now to win titles quickly and City are recruiting for the future Yeah. Um, to win titles, obviously in the in the short term, but more so for years to come and to dominate like United used to under under Fergie. Uh, well, to try, I suppose it depends on how you rate Raheem Sterling and John Stones, players like that. And then you've got players, you've got teams like Liverpool. They've they've done a decent bit of business in the in the transfer window. Spurs, I'm, Spurs have been quite quiet, haven't they? But I still still think Spurs think will do Spurs well. It need, I think Spurs only needed augmentation to the squad. Just yeah, some holes and some depth, and that's all they needed. Really. Yeah, very good. And then Leicester, like people people are writing off Leicester as a one-off, but they got a very strong squad, and yeah. they made some they made some very good signings. They've only um, lost Kante, which is massive, and I think they've probably replaced him in Mendy. They've added a lot, a bit of depth. I think. Top six, at least top seven for Leicester, I think. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they um, how they do in the Champions League as well, like because obviously it's quite mm-hmm. difficult. You have to have a deep squad with yeah. a lot of quality to be able to do well in the Champions League and do well in your domestic uh, league. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I think there's a lot of clubs like Stoke who spent a fair bit of money. West Ham have spent a load of money. Um, so they'll be they'll be up there challenging. It's I mean I can't I can't really call it to be honest. People always say the main big clubs in inverted commas are going to be right up there, but like I say, that there are other clubs that are challenging now. So yeah, and I, I think I think even the clubs that have come up are pretty strong. Bar Hull because they're a shambles. Yeah. Um, but Borough have done outstanding business. Burnley have Burnley, just done I what I think I fucked it. They've just they've just done what Burnley do really. Where they don't Burnley really sign anyone. Lost Barton. And yeah, they've still got on, they still got Andre Gray they though. Do, he'll be class, but I feel Burnley. I've got a Burnley mate who's fucking fuming daily that they haven't signed anyone. I feel like this was their chance to spend some money, consolidate, and they become a regular, do a Stoke or whatever. But I think they fucked the opportunity now, really, and I think they'll probably go straight back down, which is sad. But they're such a they're such a small club in the grand scheme of yeah. things. But then they they make profit year on year, and Different. they've got like a they've got a brand new training ground, and and they. They're still like a financially really strong club, I suppose, because they're still they're still probably getting parachute payments for going down two yeah. seasons ago. So 
I mean, that just shows our yeah, yo-yo TV, club like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, they'll do okay. They might get relegated again, but I couldn't even call it who I think would go God. down, to be honest. I want to I want to name who do you think will win the Premier League and which three teams will go down? Um, and then name the bottom three. Top four? In fact, I've done this in my... In my um, mm. Season predictions article. Ask Tom, I'm going to find it so I can tell you what I wrote. <laughs> Tom, your thoughts on Premier League? We'll do thoughts and then we'll all do our predictions. I'm looking forward to it. Um, from the top teams, you know, United and City, Chelsea have all got a new look. It's Klopp's first proper season. Tottenham were brilliant last year, and I'm so glad that they've not, you know, reverted to the to the situation when they sold Bale and Ball. Yep. Too many players. Leicester have strengthened every single one of their new signings looks decent. Like you said, Kante they're going to miss. There's going to be there's going to be a real title race this this season. I'm going to enjoy watching uh, Arsenal finally crumble because I think yeah. they're going to. I reckon they'll be about seven or eighth, and I think this will be the, the end of the long goodbye for Wenger now. Agent Hall. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, but even you know you. Your smaller clubs are spending some silly money, like Everton spending thirty million on Balassi, mm-hmm. West Ham spending twenty million on Andre Ayew, and it's just mental. There's, there's far too much money um, being splashed around for some bang average players. That's and the then in terms of the, in terms of the teams coming up, um, I like the look of Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two, uh, they're down before they've kicked a ball. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Really, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I think it's the most competitive Premier League in years. I think about ten teams could legit um, get in the top four, and probably five or six teams could win the whole thing. It's gonna be so good. I'd say United. Um, they're gonna be a joy because the defense isn't the best, even though that ba- Bailey Bailey looks really good. But they've not. They've got like a shaky defense and shaky defensive midfield. But they've got the best attack the Premier League's ever seen. Maybe, possibly, potentially. I mean, Pog, if they if they just fucking finally bin off Rooney and have an attacking four of Marshall, Pogba, Mkhitaryan and Zlatan, that'll no, score d- over 80 goals. It'll be fucking Their, their depth, Dan, their depth um, is decent. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's better than you think, quite. Oh, even yeah, even at the back. Rooney, Mata, Lingard, Rashford, who are all, well, apart from Rooney, all just as good. But that attacking four, that could be greater, but they have to get rid of Rooney. For my money, at least. Like depth-wise, let me read this out to you. So, um, De Gea can be replaced by Romero. Valencia for Damian. Smalling for Jones. Bialy for Blind. Shaw for Rojo. Carrick for Fellaini or Schneiderlin. Pogba for Herrera. Martial for Depay or Ashley Young. Rooney for Matar or Yanazai. Mikaritan for Lingard and Ibrahimovic, Rashford or Keane. Like that's decent, mate. Well. Ben Keane. The thing is, there's so many of them players that are shit. Keane shit, Fellaini shit, Rooney shit, Rojo shit. There's a lot of them players that you can fucking bin, right? Yeah. But they do have depth, I won't lie. They still need a defensive midfielder if they're going to really challenge big time. But I think without Champions League, and they'll probably just bin Europa League off, even though I've put them to win it for some reason, they'll, they'll, They'll be top two. I think City will win it just because it's Pep and Pep wins titles wherever he goes. But again, this is the hardest job Pep's gone and got had in his career. He still needs a few more players. He, you know, he's not got the best defense at all. Like, um, well, it's not got a good defense at all, really. And his midfield isn't that good. But 
he's going to be a revolution this season. Whatever whatever he does with that team, it's going to be amazing to watch. Chelsea, I've got the best defensive coach apart from Simeone probably in the world, so they're going to be up there. Like like um, Tom said, Klopp at Liverpool for season. They've signed well. I think Mane suits Klopp to the absolute ground. He's going to be great this year. They've signed some good players. I think this season's going to be really fucking good, and I can't wait for it. Like I said, it's going to be so open. So many good players. It's it's going to be a great laugh. So Johnny, top four, bottom three. Uh, top four, I said, I'm reading this off my article, uh, City to win it, like basically for the reasons you just said, Dan, mm-hmm. um, and then United, Spurs, Chelsea, mm-hmm. uh, teams to get relegated from bottom upwards, Hull, Sunderland and West Brom, because it's about fucking time West Brom went down, because <laughs> they are a dreadful team. Uh, and Sunderland will go down because they've got David Mars as manager and although they've got cash, I really don't think they're very good. They've not signed anyone yet, have they? And they're losing all the players. Well, they signed that guy from uh, signed that guy from Chelsea. Oh, they signed che- some shit, aren't they? Che- Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea signed him for two million. He played one. He played one game, went out on loan, and okay. then Sunderland have signed him for eight. That's not what sort of business is that? Mate, Chelsea are amazing. The amount of players they get for they buy in and sell for profit it's, it's actually astounding. Yeah, they've signed what like Donald Love and some other shit defender. Yeah, Paddy McNair or something. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're not in the greatest of shapes. Um, Tom, top four, bottom three. Um, right Liverpool fourth Chelsea third and then I can't decide between City and United for top two Um, so I'm going to sit on the fence between those I reckon it'll be between City and United and I can't wait, like Mourinho versus Pep and oh, the players that both sides have got, it's going to be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, bottom three, Hull, dead last, Burnley. And I'm going to go for Watford. Interesting. I, I think Watford will be fine. Walter Mazzari, good manager for them. I think they'll be good. Mine, City to win it. United second, but it'll be close. It might even, it'll be like, the Aguero season, like a point in it, goal difference, whatever, it'll be close. Then just behind, you've got me thinking, Johnny. I'm yeah, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to say Tottenham third and Chelsea fourth because I had Chelsea third for a while, but I think Chelsea's defence they haven't added to that at all, and it's fucking aging and not very good. And uh, they've got Kante, who's probably probably going to be the signing of the year because it's quality, but they haven't added much elsewhere. Um, and then bonus, I think Arsenal fifth. Liverpool 6th and Leicester 7th go with that then but I still, I still see Leicester sneaking into that top 4 you know I don't think I think they'll do well again they're not they're not dead and then bottom 3 Hull dead last as you say Burnley 19th and then Swansea to go down because they've lost Ashley Williams who's their rock they've lost Andre Ayew who while not the best player certainly got a fair number of goals from and I think Lorente will flop he's not he's not kicked on since he left um, Athletic and that, they might be signing this guy called Baston from Atletico Madrid, but nah, I think Swansea's time in the sun is coming to an end. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting season, and kind of wait, and that'll probably be the last time we speak of it on the Love Pod. Sadly, <laughs> well, if you want, I'm gonna do a plug here, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to listen to more Premier League podcasting, please go and listen to the Football Huddle, a podcast me and some pals do. We just did a fucking monster Premier League preview. 
Go down on iTunes, the Football Huddle. Follow us on Twitter at FB Huddle. Give it a listen. It's fucking quality. Cheers. Little you, wee little plug there. Yeah. Are you plugging another? Yeah, fuck off! You can't. Be, you can't plug another blog on, on a blog podcast. They're not competitors. That's bullshit. We're the, the only and best Bolton podcast. So it's not I'm like having a, it. I'm, 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 I'm like plugging it. another Bolton podcast. I'm, I'm, mess- I'm messaging Chris right now. I'm, 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 I'm messaging him right now. Plugging the Twitter handle. It's a cracking podcast. Give it a listen, please. It'd be very appreciative. And what else we got to do? Speaking of previews, Bolton got to Wimbledon on Saturday. Any of you gentlemen going up? Yes. No, oh, see you there, Tom. Are you on terrace? <laughs> Tom's a Tom's a fucking Tom's part of the firm now because yeah. it's cool holidays. <laughs> no, Is it, I'm, I'm not part of the firm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're the you're the dig. You're the carer. Far too young for me. Those those baby goon squads. You're getting your high vis jacket on and making sure they've all got partners. <laughs> yeah, making sure they all get on the right bus home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're in the terrace, or you're sitting down, Tom? I have no idea, mate. Um, mm. I haven't bought the tickets. Um, all I know is that one lad's driving, um, and then we're all in charge of a, a different part of the picnic. And oh. then, uh, so I don't know part? what. Uh, I'm in charge of snacks. What snacks are you thinking? Um, see, I'm, try- I'm trying to be good at the minute, so I'm gonna. I'm- I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do kale crisp or something, Tom. You gotta go out. Well, what? No, what I'm thinking is, if I'm some a bit sneaky, in, some healthy stuff, they won't want to eat it, and then it's more for me. So it might just be like Interesting. cashew nuts and pistachios, and then they'll they'll moan and get something at the services, and I'll that, be that's I'll bad play help. for this. That's bad play, that though. What do you reckon, Johnny? That's like it's, it's sneaky tactics, but I think it's bad play. It is, but sure. mate, it's, it's an away day to a ground you've probably never been to before, or not been to for a long time. So get yourself, get yourself a Ginster sausage roll and a four mm-hmm. pack of cans. Get on the train or the coach or in the car or whatever. Yeah, some horrible fantastics. Yeah, copy four four two. Like this is the most stereotypical yeah. away away days pack ever. Mac but get it sorted. Get yeah yeah, and just get down there. Have a pie at the ground, several pints, and if we win. Get yourself in town when we get home. Thank you very much. That's 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 a Johnny Eckersley Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I'm going up, going up terrace. Should be a class. I'm looking forward to it. On this preview, we are not going to preview Wimbledon because I imagine none of us know fucking anything about them. They haven't got Akin Fender anymore, so that's all knowledge of their players gone. Are we going to win on Saturday, Johnny? Um, I don't know, mate. I'm I'm going to be. It's going to be very interesting to see. Away again. How oh, yeah, four hundred and ninety-two at this moment in time. It'll be four hundred and ninety-four-five by the time we play them. I think it's going to be interesting to see how we set up away from home compared to how we set up at home. Will it be the exact same? Mm-hmm. Are we going to are we going to play no one up front and have six in midfield? Uh, like I, I I couldn't even tell you. So that's for me. That's interesting. Um, I, I genuinely couldn't call it. So I'm just going to say draw. Mm-hmm. Okay, kind of hoping we don't win. So. We go over 500 days without running away. Just for like, it'd be so annoying if we get so close. But I'm going all that way. We better fucking win. We're playing Wimbledon. If we're serious about doing something this year, this is the type of results we have to win. And we have to get rid of this fucking away curse soon. And ending it on Saturday, where everyone will be bouncing, real small ground, 700 sold out fans, most of them on the terrace just fucking bouncing. Flares going. Hey, Johnny, um, Tom. I went to a joke with it how much we were getting searched last night and everyone still got fucking flares in. 
I know. I want to know where those uh, where those teenagers were putting them flares. In the I, gooch, got, I, I got I got the most brisk <laughs> search of my life by albeit a very friendly scouser. Um, and he actually asked me, "Did I, you know? Do I mind being searched?" And I, I, I thought to myself. What do you mean, do I mind being searched? You're not giving me an option here. Yeah. What you're telling me is I'm about to be searched. It was very thorough. Um, There's a bit of an embarrassing moment where he, he, he touched something in my pocket and he said, what's that? And I said, it's my coin purse. And he thought I was joking. <laughs> he, he, didn't think that a man, he didn't think that a man in 2016 actually owned a coin purse, but there you go. Um, That's a revelation, that is. Yeah, one, oh. one of the lads paid me for his ticket in pound coins, the prick. <laughs> Oh, fifteen quid sake. in pound coins. Oh he my god! Pound in pound coins, mate. I'd have ripped it up in front of him and told him to go fuck himself. No, I, um, one of the tickets, the, the lad in the ticket office wrote under nineteen and then scribbled it out, so I gave him that one. Decent. I got in under nineteen, five quid, buzzing. It's fucking not even worth it. Yeah, we're going down there. We best fucking win. Oh wait, was on about switching? Yeah, right. There was more policemen outside Blackpool than Blackpool fans. Guaranteed. Yeah. Well, what, what was that official attendance all the, about? The attendance that? that there was a thousand Blackpool fans there and there wasn't even fucking a quarter of that. No, there was, there was, there was 300 max. If that, yeah. It was an absolute joke. But understandable because Blackpool is a shit the run club and we wish them the best in their fight against the fucking Oystons. But yeah. I don't. I, I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoy watching the slow and painful death of Blackpool Football Club. Fair enough. Each to their own, each to their own. But yeah, we're going down to Wimbledon Saturday. The best win. End of curse, get on the winning streak. What do you think will happen? Wait, Tom, did you say it'd be a draw? I was that Johnny. I'm getting confused now. It's late. Johnny, well, I said draw. Happen? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, what in the kit? I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna win. Good. But it's only because I'm making the effort to go down there. Yeah. Well, we made the effort to go to Blackpool, and that worked, didn't it? <sighs> anyway, that, my friends, is the end. Of the Line of Vienna Sweet Podcast, episode 58. Hope you've enjoyed listening to us. And if you do like listening to us, why not click that subscribe button, that rate button, five stars, obviously. Write a wee little review, tell us how sick we are. So And all that jazz, it's really appreciated. And then, when you've done listening, why don't you start some reading, you slob, or whatever you are. And go over to lineofviennasweet.com for bare articles and whatnot, and opinions and such. You know where it is, it's good. Apart from that... What can you, oh, you can go follow us on Twitter at Line of Vienna Steve and go on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Line of Vienna Suite. Johnny, where can they get you on Twitter? Find me at Johnny Eckersley. Slide right into those DMs. Oh, cheeky. Tom, where can they get you on Twitter? So uh, I've uh, you for where this. Yeah, I was going to say, if you are aged between 16 and 18 and you are very good at smuggling flares in certain orifices, uh, you can find me at Down the Manny Road. Um, and as a disclaimer, I didn't mean any of that. <laughs> and you can follow me <laughs> at Mabrowski. And if there's nothing left to say, I guess it's time to say goodbye, Johnny. Goodbye, everyone. Say goodbye, Tom. Good night, everyone. And it's goodbye for me, Salavi.